0: Hello, how you doing? Welcome to the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. My name is Bex and I love books. This week I have got two brilliant ones to tell you all about. I'll be chatting to Siobhan McDermott a little bit later, all about her brand new one, Paper Dragons, the fight for the hidden realm. But first, shall we catch up with Sheena Dempsey? She has a brand new book out called Pablo and Splash, where we join some time-travelling penguins on an unexpected adventure. I am so glad to have you on the, on the podcast because um, you've got a new book out called Pablo and Splash. I think it might be the first kind of graphic novel that we featured, actually. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so this is, this is exciting stuff for me. Uh, so if people don't know what that means, can you describe your book to us?
1: Yes, Pablo and Splash is all about two time-traveling penguins. So Pablo is kind of the, the cautious planner of the two. He loves Antarctica and he doesn't want, ever want to leave. And Splash is kind of hungry for adventure. So she's this kind of polar opposite. So she kind of pulls him into this adventure because she really wants to go on a sun holiday. So they end up kind of falling through a hole in the ice and discovering this underground laboratory, which there is a, a time machine called the Time Bender, belonging to Professor O'Brain. So the two are kind of swept away into, onto, into a time tra- travel adventure all the way back to the dinosaurs. So that's kind of where their adventures begin.
0: It's so much fun. And the, these penguins are very cute, by the way. Did you have fun drawing all of the penguins in the huddle? I really did, yes. Uh, penguins are super cute and kind of easy enough to draw. And uh, am I right in thinking you have a little thing at the back of easy like ways to draw as well? You've got little guides? Yes, there's a kind of a step-by-step how to draw uh, Pablo and Splash in the, in the end matter at the back, yes. Now, I also read that the inspiration for Pablo and Splash came from, from you
1: and your husband. Is that right? That is true. Um, so how it all kind of started was that at the very beginning of the first kind of lockdown I think nearly four years ago now, I had been kind of want, really wanting to make comics, and because I love reading them, and I it was kind of an area that I was really interested in, so I decided to start a web comic, kind of about me and my husband as we na- navigated the pandemic. But I had I had us um, depicted as penguins, because basically penguins are easier to draw than humans, <laughs> so I called it Isolation Penguin, and um, that's kind of where the two characters were born, and they were very much based on us. And then, when I kind of came to make the series, I did change a few things around, so they did change a little bit as I developed the characters further but definitely the the whole thing originated with with isolation penguin I love this so are you more Pablo or are you more splash? I'm definitely more splash, but I kind of like when I came to develop the the characters I did kind of switch things around and I made my my i made my husband i kind of gave him my um my anxiety and <laughs> i I made myself very care carefree and adventurous so uh he became more kind of cautious and and uh, anxious than he is in real life.
0: <laughs> hey, well, you're the, you're the writer; you can do what you want. I suppose exactly. <laughs> you can make it whatever you want. Now, I'm I'm really fascinated by the concept of that like, because obviously you're drawing it and you're writing it. Did you? I, I speak to some authors sometimes, and they sometimes say, you know, we didn't know where the story was going to take us. We just kind of kind of wrote it and, and wondered what happened and saw where the characters went. But how does it work when you're drawing it as well? Did you did you plan it out or did you just think I wonder what I'm going to draw next?
1: More planned than that, definitely. So I. I basically was working with my editor, and I decided that I would do it like I would kind of plan it out chapter by chapter. And there would be, I made quite a kind of detailed breakdown, chapter by chapter, of where what each chapter would kind of contain, and um, and then I was kind of given quite a good bit of freedom to create dialogue and action and and everything else um as I went. you, you know while drawing the pictures at the same time. But it was definitely planned. It wasn't just like randomly made up. It was it was very planned.
0: And so what made you uh, plan to take them to the land of the dinosaurs? Was there any reason in particular?
1: I can't remember exactly why. I I guess I was kind of feeling like, well, dinosaurs, time travel, it's really been done to death. But I was like, yes, but has it ever been done with penguins? You know, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that it was like a good, you know, time traveling dinosaurs. It's kind of like it's you can't go wrong really with dinosaurs. And it's, it's so far ago, like it's such a long time ago that I think it's just fascinating for children. You know, they, they love dinosaurs anyway. And like, you can't really go wrong, I think. So, yeah, I was like, let's do it. Absolutely. And of course, now you've got um
0: you've got some time travelling penguins. Will we be seeing them going on some other adventures as well? Because I feel like now they've found this
1: lovely time machine. How can they not? Exactly. So at the end of book one, you know, Pablo's really happy to be home. And uh, Splash is kind of like, well, you know, we might go on another another holiday. And he's like, hmm, you know, but like at the start of the second book, uh, she's like ready for more adventure, and he has to be kind of talked into it again. But um, yeah, they end up going back to the Ice Age in book two because uh, they go back to the lab, and Professor O'Brien is missing, so they have to find her.
0: Oh, I love the idea of penguins in the Ice Age. That kind of makes sense, to be honest. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Now, um, before we let you go, Shina, we do have something on Fun Kids where we we do a little quick fire round of questions with every author, if that's okay. Of course. It's a kind of this or that game basically um just to find out who who you are more about you so first
1: up pretty easy uh, books or kindles oh i think for comics and graphic novels books um and then for fiction that doesn't have any pictures I'd, I'd choose kindle that's a good answer uh heroes or villains to draw villains but to write heroes what makes a good villain to draw what, what's interesting about that um, Expression—it's just really fun to to really like embrace a really evil villain when you're drawing. It's just like really really fun. <laughs> get
0: the get the dastardly view. I like that. Um, film adaptation or TV adaptation? Film. Um, holiday in the sun or holiday in the snow? Ooh, that's a good one. I, t- I have to go with the sun because I'm splash. I was going to say I don't ask everybody that one. That was specific to this oh. book. <laughs> um,
1: beginning beginnings or endings? Oh, beginnings are always easier, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, fair enough. Hogwarts or Narnia?
1: Hogwarts. Laptop or write by hand? I have to say, iPad, which is where I made a lot of the. Um, well, I made all the roughs and text for my for book one on my iPad, so I'd have to say iPad. So neither. <laughs>
0: Great. I know. I love that because I always love talking to illustrators about how they do it first. That's interesting. Penguins or dinosaurs? Penguins. Penguins all the way. Out of interest, you do draw a lot of animals.
1: Is there something you love in particular about drawing animals? I just think you can have so much fun with animals in a way. Just drawing people is just not as fun, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, some people are really brilliant at drawing you know people and i i just prefer drawing animals i just think it's just more fun no fair enough um do you write nine to five or do you do it whenever you fancy i work quite long hours especially with graphic novels and like there's just a lot of a lot of drawing involved so a lot of drawing time drawing hours so i probably work 10 12 hour days a lot of the time so yeah a lot of work <laughs> that's a lot of work that's more than I can imagine um, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh I always think like honey or marmalade it's kind of yeah one likes honey one likes marmalade and I think I prefer honey so I'll go with Winnie the Pooh
0: you know that's one of the best answers I've had to That you're right it is but basically honey versus marmalade <laughs> that's blown my mind um, alright and finally the last one the big one salt and vinegar or cheese
1: and onion cheese and onion definitely much prefer N- no really <laughs> yeah definitely a good strong cheddar <laughs> cheddar crisp is good
0: you're all about the strength of that how do you feel about the strength of the onion as well yeah the more oniony
1: the better i think yeah
0: <laughs> wow that's that's the most controversial thing i think i've ever heard on this podcast um but you know what i'm here for it that's all right um we'll respect that choice um sheena thank you so much for telling us about pablo and splash and i believe we can get it in all bookshops uh, pretty soon is that right
1: yeah, so it should be. It's it's in supermarkets and bookshops and everywhere you get
0: your books. It's a beautiful, brightly, wonderfully coloured book. Uh, and Sheena, thank you so much for telling us all about it. Thank you. Big thank you to Sheena Dempsey. Uh, what a brilliant, beautiful book that is. Next up, we've got Shavon McDermott. Now she's got a brand new book out. Her first book ever. It's called Paper Dragons: The Fight for the Hidden Realm. Let's find out more. Can you tell us about our lead character? Where do we find her?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the lead character of my book is Deeking. She's 12 years old. And the book kicks off with her being invited into a magical underwater school where children train to become immortal. Obviously, though, once she's there, she very quickly realizes that things aren't as easy as she thought. And instead, she has to take part in monthly challenges or risk being sent home. And meanwhile. Back above the waves, there's a mysterious grey-eyed spirit that's lurking closer and the children who do fail their challenges are beginning to disappear.
0: Oh my goodness, there is so much going on in this book. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, So let's go for it. So she wants to become a silhouette, is that right?
2: Yes, that's right. So a silhouette is a child who's training to become immortal. You have one full year, 12 challenges as a silhouette, and then you gain the power of immortality. And
0: what's what's the I mean, obviously, the
2: positive of being immortal is that you live forever, right? It's exciting times. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of what everyone wants to go for. So in my world, immortality, it isn't just a case of you being stuck at one age, but the people who are immortal can pop up and down between ages. So it means her teachers, most of the time, they're standard teacher age, they're around 40, 50. But sometimes they can pop back down to 12 themselves. I love this idea. And being underwater as well,
0: was it quite exciting to like build this world? How did you do it?
2: Yeah, So this is hugely inspired the underwater part by my own childhood. So I grew up in Hong Kong and a lot of people, they think of Hong Kong, they think of a really big bustling city, but actually Hong Kong is made up of over 260 islands. And the best way to go between them is always by ferry. So it meant when I was living there, I lived on a different island to some friends and my grandparents. So when we wanted to see them for dim sum or just to meet up, we'd have to hop on the ferry. And I would spend the full 30 minutes of that ferry ride just staring past the waves going, surely there's so many buildings around us. There has to be something under the water as well.
0: <laughs> and yeah, is that where your ideas came from for like what would be under the water, I suppose?
2: Yeah, definitely. So it really was a case of when I was putting this book together, I pulled a lot of my favorite memories, both from living in Hong Kong and visiting other countries and just made almost a kaleidoscope of just my personal experiences.
0: I know a lot of people as well are loving uh, your use of jellyfish in the book too.
2: (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, I definitely wanted to bring in jellyfish. The jellyfish, it was actually more of a challenge for myself because to tell you the truth, I am terrified of jellyfish. Me too. Yes. Yes, So scared of them. One time, actually, my cousin and I, my cousin from Hong Kong, we were out swimming and she was the one who got stung by a jellyfish. Ah. But I had such a panic that they threw the life ring out to me instead. (laughs) She's never really let me live that down. But it meant when I was writing the book, I almost set myself the challenge of finding some way to make them fun and exciting and enjoyable just to try to get my fear of jellyfish out of my system. Oh, I love that. That's a great way of doing it. Big fan of
0: that. And tell us about the trials that we see in the book as well. What, What kind of stuff do we go through?
2: Yeah, So one of the first challenges Deakin faces is it's with the tutor who specializes in animals. So in the first challenge, a bunch of animals are released and the children all have their own animal that they need to get back in the box within the hour. So these animals are not just your standard animal. Instead, they all have a heightened power or ability. So the creature she's looking for is a giant salamander. But unfortunately for her, the salamander can turn to water. So it makes it much more difficult to find him. It must have been quite exciting for you to think up all these trials and challenges as well. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. It was quite fun for me because sometimes, to be completely honest, I wasn't quite sure how she was going to pass the challenge <laughs> as I started writing it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you were like, oh, what's
0: going to happen here? Let's see. What, what what, what, do I write? What comes up with uh, Yeah. Exactly. It, it is interesting talking to writers and some of them know exactly what they're going to do. And some of them have no idea until kind of, they just start
2: writing basically. Mm -hmm. I think I'm definitely that second half where I'll have a rough idea. I'll set out, this is what I want to do in this chapter. But then sometimes the characters kind of take control and go, no, no, we don't want to do that. We're going to go in a different direction. Love it. That's great. And I heard as well, because
0: as you mentioned, uh, you lived in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. you've had like Chinese and Irish influences. That's fascinating.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, like I said, I lived there. My mom obviously grew up there. And I really wanted to bring in a lot of stuff from both sides. So in Chinese mythology, I was really lucky that I got to grow up listening to both Irish legends and Chinese stories as well. So I really wanted to bring both of those in. And interestingly, the idea of immortality is in both. So in Chinese mythology, there's so many stories with either people wanting to become immortal or the immortals themselves getting up to all sorts of hijinks. And then on the Irish side as well one of the most popular stories is the story of Ushin and Tir the Nog, where he goes to the land of the immortal. So I think it was really both sides of my family kind of merging together really nicely in this book.
0: That's a really interesting crossover. That's really fascinating. And it must be quite nice for you to to bring those two bits of your background together.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's been really fun, especially, you know, the earliest version of this book, I ran a lot of it by my sister. So she was also my first critic. And it was quite nice because Mm -hmm. she, like me, would have been someone who has an Irish parent and a Chinese parent. There's not too many of us around. We I always try yeah. to find more, slightly like a unicorn. <laughs> That's <But.
0: laughs> well, great that she helped. And also at the back of the book as well, you've got a lovely little glossary um, <laughs> of names and like Easter eggs that you've like hidden kind of little jokes and and things in names as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because I'm aware as well, a lot of the names, they might be new words to people. If they don't speak Cantonese, which I'm expecting a lot of readers not to have that, my Cantonese itself is quite poor. My cousins always tease me that my accent isn't great anymore. But I wanted to let people know that there's all hidden clues about either people's personalities or even their position in the world hidden within their names. And I've also tried throughout the book to drop in mentions of various like dishes that I love to eat in Hong Kong, my favorite things to have in dim sum. So again, a lot of this might be new to people. But I promise you, if you bring this book to a dim sum restaurant with you, Point out a few of the words. Go, I'd like to try this. You will love what shows up. Everything is delicious.
0: I love it. You provided us a story and a menu. That's great. <laughs> Happy <Yeah>. days. Uh, <laughs> now, before we let you go, Siobhan, we do uh, a little quiz on Fun Kids of authors. It's like a this or that kind of round, um just to kind of like find out a bit more about you as an author, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wicked. All right. Well, first one is easy: books or Kindles.
2: Oh, definitely books. Love a book over a Kindle. Heroes or villains. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say heroes. I know a lot of people love a villain because villains can have very complicated backstories. But I think heroes are just as complex. And it's quite nice to see that there's different types of heroes. You don't just need to be a superhero. It can just be someone standing up to their friends. That's its own form of hero.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. A film adaptation or TV adaptation?
2: Oh, TV adaptation. I think for both... If it's a really fun, exciting world in a book, you want the TV adaptation. You don't just want three hours. You want to be greedy. You want maybe 10, 12 hours of exploring it through TV.
0: Uh, beginnings or endings?
2: Ooh, that's a tricky one. I'm going to go with beginnings because there in a beginning, there's so much potential and you have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, great answer. Um, Hogwarts or Narnia? Ooh, I'm going to go with Narnia.
0: Definitely Narnia. Is it because of the magical world? Did you uh, did you kind of like grow up reading that book as well?
2: Honestly, I just immediately thought of the Turkish delight and I went, yes, that's a great snack. I'm going <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> good reason. A laptop or write by hand? Write by hand, although my handwriting is notoriously scribbly to the point where when I look back over my notes for a new idea, I do have to sit there for a good 10, 15 minutes trying to decipher what I've written.
0: I'm impressed you write by hand at all, to be honest. That is amazing. And do you do that nine to five or do you do it whenever you fancy? Uh,
2: whenever I fancy. I normally, what I'll do is I'll choose some time and go, this is going to be my time to write get myself a nice cup of tea put on my slanket become a bit of a gremlin put on some taylor swift and just sit there and write what i can i think you've described most people's dream days to be honest <laughs> pop on a slanket listen to taylor swift yeah. lovely stuff Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Oh, Paddington. Has to be Paddington. He's such a sweetheart.
0: Uh that was a very quick answer. I love it. And finally the big one, the last one, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion?
2: Oh, okay. I am going to be controversial and Uh-oh. say ready salted is better than both of those options.
0: In you know what? Okay. I'm going to give you that because that is my second my favorite is salt and vinegar. It's a, a hidden test. But ready <laughs> salted, I can get on with board with that. Yeah, what? that's Fair enough. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Max. The hidden third option that you've you've deciphered for me there. You've picked it out. <laughs> um, lovely stuff. So we should say Paper Dragons is the beginning of a series. Is that right? Do we get another one as well? Yes, that's right. So hopefully the next one will be out next year. This is exciting stuff. So in the meantime, we can get Paper Dragons, the fight for the hidden realm in all of the bookshops and uh, libraries everywhere. Uh, Siobhan, thank you so much for telling us all about it. No problem. Thanks so much for having me on. That's pretty much it for Bookworms this week. Big thank you for listening. Thank you, of course, to Sheena Dempsey and Siobhan McDermott. If you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure to tell all of your friends about it. Like, subscribe and follow wherever it is you're listening. And I'll see you soon. Bye.